Hello, and welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we discuss movies, trailers, TV shows, and anything pop culture. Today is brought to you from a galaxy far, far away, as we're wishing you a happy May the 4th. We'll be talking about everything you need to know before you start Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch. I can't believe it's May the 4th already. Yes, I know. A uh, very exciting day in the Star Wars fandom, uh, celebrated differently by everybody. Uh, aside from watching the opening 70-minute uh, Bad Batch episode. What are you going to be doing today? This is traditionally when Star Wars fans all across the world take their pilgrimage from their beds over to in front of their, right on their couches in front of their TVs and watch a Star Wars movie or two. I'm going to try and make an effort to to watch um, my three favorite Star Wars films. Which are? Uh, Revenge the of the Sith. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? Last Jedi will sit this one out. Not this year, okay. Yeah, not this year. Uh, I definitely want to watch Empire, though, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and Rogue One. What do you go with? Uh, usually I end up doing a trilogy, whether I pay attention to it or if it's in the background. Uh, and it's usually the original trilogy. I kind of am in the mood for just watching Solo, maybe Force Awakens or Rise of Skywalker or something like that. I'm going to mix it up this year, though. Yeah, it's definitely a strange year to be... To, to be celebrating it because normally there's at least some sort of like local bar event or something that'll cover it because people tend to do something for may the 4th and i think we were due for celebration this year uh the star wars convention that they hold every other year or so so unfortunately obviously that's not going to happen this year but exciting that we get this new series so uh we just want to dive into prep in case you aren't aware of who they are uh who this group is and why they're making this show uh and then Maybe just talk a little bit about the trailer and what we're anticipating from the episode. So this was, I guess, probably one of the better arcs that came out of the Clone Wars animated TV shows. Um, I, there were so many, though, to pick from. There was like 25 episodes per season. There were seven seasons, and each arc is usually about like four or five episodes. So there's a lot to choose from, but I feel like this is one that fans really resonated with. Uh, and it was the opening arc of season seven, the final season. And I heard that this was actually like spun out of the idea that they were going to focus on these soldiers for future um, episodes of Clone Wars. And obviously that never came to fruition. They settled on just completing that four episode arc that they did with the last one for what was it? Season seven, I think. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, to be honest, when they announced the show. I didn't think uh, if we saw a Clone Wars spinoff, I didn't think they would focus on these characters. I'm happy they did because there was a lot of different arcs in that show uh, where you could go from. And you have seen characters get more screen time or development after the, after the Clone Wars animated series, like Ahsoka Tano being in Mandalorian for a few episodes. So that's really cool to see. She also got a lot of scenes in Rebels animated series. So it, it's definitely a good... Uh, spawn point for extra, for new shows to come out of. That's true, and and given the dynamics of the team, just from the four episode arc we got, it, this is giving me like um, a force vibes. No, sorry, not a force, a team. <laughs> I'm getting my <laughs> getting my teams mixed up here. Went with like Deadpool spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is a force? Oh, that's the all female Avengers team. I don't know what a force is. I know what X force is and the A team. So. Yeah, A-Force is the all-female Avengers. That's I'm sure there's one, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so these guys are, if you're not aware, if you didn't watch the Clone Wars series, I don't think you really need to to understand where this show is going to be going. 
all you really need to know is that these are a group of what was four people is now five people after the Clone War series. And they're genetically modified clones where each person serves a specific person uh, purpose. And the team has like a 100% success rate and they are called in for really tough missions. Why don't we run through real quick who each of the five are? I think we could start with the leader, right? Uh, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, definitely the leader of the group. Uh, what was he? He was possessed heightened senses. Yeah, so he reminds me of like uh, Rambo, <laughs> I guess, visually, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of exactly. takes his cues from that. Uh, but yeah, he has heightened senses uh, used for fighting and tracking. He's He kind of gives me this vibe of like uh, Nightwolf for Mortal Kombat. I think the cool part about him, Bill, is like he, it looks like he's wearing uh, Republic Commando armor, uh, which kind of sets him apart a little bit from the rest of his team but it's the most familiar design that i've seen and then we have uh wrecker who seems to be the brawn of the of the troop modified to be bigger stronger i guess kind of the hulk of the group in a way yeah he loved to uh make things go boom as he would say (laughs) in this in the arc in clone wars uh he's definitely not the brains of the group but uh he was doing some incredible fighting action so hope to see some more of that he gives me Mr. T vibes. Yeah, you're sticking with the A team here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it does, right? Does it not? Does it not kind of give you that? I don't yeah, know the does. A team all that well. So I don't either. So I don't want to commit, but I'm pretty sure he is like the the Mr. T. Yeah, this is where the comparisons end because I don't know the A team all that well. But Tech, uh, given being the brains of the of the operation, he's modded to have higher intelligence, especially in tech fields. Uh, it kind of struck me a little bit because, like, at the end of the arc, obviously they have a new addition with Echo. So, given Echo's situation, I wonder if there's some sort of like uh, an overlap there in terms of the skill set. No, I think Echo. So Echo is one of the like a regular clone trooper who served under Captain Rex's unit, who was captured by the separatists and then turned into like a science experiment and he has like he was basically turned into this like helping the bad guys come up with strategies to fight clones using his brain mixed with a computer so he has like different little gadgets attached to his body now but he's not intelligent in the way that tech is so he's more of like the tool and tech is more of the like i guess the programmer yeah tech is the it guy right but tech also doesn't do like the he doesn't do the like battle plans that's why hunter is still the leader of the group which is kind of a cool dynamic of the whole group here is like everyone could be a leader in some way but it's just that like hunters they're like chosen one and then the final member of the group is Crosshair, who is an elite sniper. He and basically just any weapon he he has in his hands, he's the best with it. Uh, he was able to hit a shot from ten clicks away. They said in the series, so he's your uh, he's your classic hitman of the group. So these four, it was four together at the beginning of the Clone Wars series, and then Echo joined the group uh, at the end of that arc, and they're really called Clone Unit Ninety Nine. But the Bad Batch name comes from just like a fun nickname for the group. And Batch just being like the, since they're all clones, they all come from like genetic test tubes, uh, that they all have something wrong in some people's eyes or something right in other people's eyes with them. It That's like their Batch. It's a nice little homage to, to like Clone Trooper 99 from an earlier arc in the show. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was like maybe season three or so. Mm, 
it's been a while since I watched the whole show through. There's one where they talked about um, Echo Fives and their whole little platoon of, of uh, clone troopers, and they have a run-in with a uh, clone that came out with some genetic uh, defections. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a big jander at the at Camino. Yeah, and they called him 99. Gotcha. All right, so I we've we've gotten about two trailers officially uh, from the series, right? At at this point, there's been a substantial amount, I think, of like push from from the Star Wars brand to like really promote the show. Uh, and as we get closer to this, it I just find it kind of interesting because like originally I was like, oh, it's pretty neat to kind of have it, but after watching the two trailers, visually it looks like a really good continuation of the that smooth animation that you saw, especially from season seven of Clone Wars. Uh, so I'm I'm getting more and more excited of it. The characters I don't know too much of because, like you said, we only had four episodes to really uh, get to know them, which isn't all that much. But uh, it it does seem like we're in for a actual like Clone Wars sequel here. Well, you could argue that Rebels was that too, but I think this would be more of a direct sequel to it. Yeah, we don't have to get into like timestamps of the trailers just because the first episode's out today. So. I think, yeah, I'm very excited to see where this goes uh, from a plot point of view, but I'm also very excited that this has gotten that hype like you talked about and that it's been pushed out as part of the agenda by Disney and Star Wars because I remember when Clone Wars was coming out and I was like, I don't know if anyone's actually watching this, so I'll probably just, if I am going to watch it, I'll wait for a while and then binge it when it's all out, which it seems like this is totally a different case now. It seems like the fan base is fully behind an animated series which I would kind of only expect them to be in support for something like a Mando where it's live action. Yeah, I think the animated shows really got a little bit of a revival when they hit Netflix a couple years ago. Because yeah. you said you held off on that, right? But I think that was like 10 years of, of holding off on watching the, that show. Well, yeah, it's also like it's an availability issue. And True. Disney's, Disney's definitely making it uh, a big push to be on their front page. That's a good point, because when it was airing on Cartoon Network, I even had like friends that were they knew the show existed. But they, it's it's one of those things where like if, if a show starts and you just miss the first couple of uh, episodes, you, you're kind of under the impression that you got to go back and watch the whole thing. But Clone Wars wasn't really like that. Yeah, it's funny because that that was my thoughts. And you were like, no, you can kind of pick up whenever you want. Just pick up with the beginning of an arc, whichever one you're picking up on, uh, which is which is the truth. You could literally start in season five and you would have been fine do you think this show is going to follow a similar uh kind of narrative structure to that or do you think it's going to be more linear the way that uh rebels was presented i feel like it's gonna have arcs but it's kind of tough to tell with this release schedule so what we know i guess is that it's gonna be 14 episodes the first episode's 70 minutes long as a special and that's dropping on today, May the 4th. But then, then the rest of the like regular schedule is going to start on Fridays. So the 7th will be the first one. So I'm wondering, is like the first one that's 70 minutes long, is it just like it's a standalone who are these guys type of thing? And then it's going to go into arcs after that? Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah, they. It's I view it maybe similar to the way that they started Clone Wars because they debuted with that theatrical movie, which was originally intended to be I think a three or four episode arc that started the series, 
So I wonder if it's the same situation here or it's really a couple of episodes that they decided to just kind of stitch together and make it more like movie length. I could see it also being, I, I would probably put my money more on like the Mando type of arc where there's like one thread throughout the whole thing, but each episode could be pretty disconnected. Yeah, I could see that happening. Like almost like a, in in the similar kind of, th- Thread to Mando season two, where you have like your focus character, but you're also kind of interweaving these because, like, throughout the trailer, you see Fennec Shand, we see um, Saw Gerrera, Tarkin's big in there. We had Tarkin, right? Um, but I so think Tarkin's a... going to be just like that first special episode, and I think they're going to open up with this like training montage of how they became a unit. Yeah, there's one thing I read, and actually this is kind of, I don't know if we want to get into the, into this, because I feel like it's a little spoilery, although it's kind of out there because they did a whole press release on it, but uh, part of the plot for this show is apparently going to uh, basically deal with the explanation as to why the Empire doesn't use clone troopers by the time we get to Rebels or... The original trilogy era. Um, I hadn't seen that, but that would be good to get background on. Yeah, they there's had a whole army, but then and, uh, and they could aim. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know they do vaguely talk about it. How the Empire stopped using clones in the Rebels series when uh, they ran back into Rex's crew. They, they they make a little bit of commentary, but I think uh, n- no one's ever really officially explored the reasoning behind it, other than like books and other spinoff material. Uh, but this would be a first that they explore that in a, an actual like visual uh, medium for it. I'm excited. I used to read some of the uh, old Republic Commando books that they used to uh, come out with. Obviously, they're not canon, but uh, they always had like interesting takes as to why... Uh, the Empire just at some point grew to not like the use of clone troopers, and it's mainly because they're they're, they're too good at their job. Uh, which I guess I kind of get, because it's like if <laughs> if they could all be used to betray the Jedi once, they could all be used to betray <laughs> uh, Palpatine in theory. So yeah, I guess it's whoever's holding the remote control, which is kind of messed up. But uh, there's a couple shots in the trailer though, in in both trailers where you see uh, clone troopers that are decked out in this like black, almost covert ops. Uh, shade of gray uh, and apparently that's according to like like I said according to that uh, press release those are actually those aren't actual clone troopers those are enlisted soldiers so Interesting. that could be I, I I'm excited to kind of see that like the conflict between clone troopers and these new I guess w- w- would be the uh, precursor to the stormtroopers within their ranks. That's one area of storyline that I want to have uncovered. Uh, and then I'm also excited to see the fallout of Order 66 from another perspective. Every time we get to see that from someone new uh, is always more interesting to me than what we got in Revenge of the Sith. Like we saw it from the Jedi point of view in that one. But then when you get like Rebels, you see the fallout of it. When you get the Mandalorian, you see some fallout from there. Uh, in Clone Wars, the series, you get to see how Ahsoka dealt with it. So it'll be cool to see it from a group of clones that probably don't have that inhibitor chip in them. Yeah, that's so that's the other thing I was going to ask you, because obviously we got the uh, story with Captain Rex and 
uh, even like going into Rebels, we know there's at least two other clones that remove their chips. How widespread do you think that would be? Like, look who at removed it? it? Yeah, because my thought is like, you know how like Order sixty six, uh, especially when I was younger, seemed like the 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 end all be all event. Um, but the more we delve into this particular era of Star Wars, the more you find out there's actually a lot of Jedi that might have survived. Yeah. Um, and that goes for, through like video games, comics, um, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, ways to kind of tell those stories. You keep coming up with like new Jedi survivors. So I got to think that the way they kind of spin this, if they want to like solidify some of those stories here is to like say, oh, there was actually a whole bunch of clones that didn't uh, have inhibitor chips or maybe they removed them or who knows? I think everyone got one place in them, but then there is, yeah, it's people who removed it, but then it was also like Fives who discovered it. I think his actually went bad, or maybe that was the lie that they told. I can't remember, but I imagine that there would be a small percentage of just like natural decay of the chip that wouldn't actually operate it when it comes time to it. Uh, but yeah, there's no way of knowing how many. But I feel like these guys, the Bad Batch, were not... I I have a feeling they were built not to be... not to live very long. I think they were more built just to see, like, is it possible to, like, do a specialized trooper? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, they're almost like mutants, I guess, to a certain degree. Designer babies. This <laughs> Designer babies by the Kaminoans. <laughs> um yeah they, they are and you know to further kind of delve into that too like part of the speculation that i've seen rego- regarding the series is this i think in trailer two we're introduced to this character uh who they're calling omega which seems to be a female uh clone uh seems to still be a clone of Django fett but she's rocking this like palpatine like hair that kind of has me questioning things a little bit. You don't think? Is um, she a Skywalker too? <laughs> <laughs> she must be. Um, no, but it's it's interesting though because like now that we've seen Rise of Skywalker and we've gone through the whole sequel trilogy phase and knowing like Palpatine technically is around that time frame, we uh we have a couple of uh, what you call it instances, I guess where. We kind of need to cover certain things within the story. Uh, what and what I mean by that is like at some point Palpatine would have had to have his uh, his son, right? Um, would he possibly be a clone of Palpatine? Did he maybe have a son, or maybe he had a daughter. I thought. Um, I took it to mean that was his son. But either way, yeah. he becomes a clone after Empire, right? Like he he doesn't actually survive the fall down the the shaft no i don't think he does i think the explanation has been that they were trying to clone a body for him unsuccessfully but i wonder if like those experimentations take place as early as like this stage that's what i'm thinking is we might even get to see a just like a snippet of that not a whole arc devoted to it or even a whole episode but just like a just a nice little easter egg breadcrumb for us to follow yeah like not even like they don't even have to go into it all that much but like i think enough of it because even like we we got 
a hint of it a little bit in Mando season two with the cloning project that was still going on early on in the in those episodes, or maybe it was in the middle of the season. I can't recall anymore. But uh, I think there's a like a little bit of a loose thread that they can maybe tie in there uh, to tie it back to the sequel trilogy. I will say the one thing that is very surprising to me is back on that back to bring the convo back to the release schedule. It's shocking that they're gonna cannibalize Loki views with this plan of releasing through on every Friday through what amounts to the end of July and Loki coming out in June. It seems odd that you would have two shows airing on Fridays with very similar audiences. If most fans are like us, they'll make time to watch both. So it probably won't be that big of a deal, but it is just surprising that they couldn't have just done like two episodes of this per week and it would have wrapped up before Loki. That would have been interesting. Yeah, or space it out across the week, right? Because, like, and I think as we go deeper into the year, you're going to see a lot more content. Because, like, we're even us, like, we're only focusing on, like, Star Wars, Marvel, that, that kind of segment of Disney. But I know they have other original shows that they're popping out, and it seems like their preferred day is, like, Friday. Which is, like... Doesn't that cause a conflict of interest there for you? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. And that's like what all the other networks do as well, that release it on one day a week type thing. Uh, And I understand there are benefits to doing weekly as opposed to giving everything up front. Uh, I feel like this is probably one of those series that would have been fine to give it all up front. Or at the very least, just make it like a Wednesday and then have Loki come out on Fridays. Yeah, I don't think Disney's ever going to do like the one one day release for a full season thing because I, I feel like they're really trying to milk everything for what it's worth. But I think they should like, like you said, I, I think Tuesday might be a good time to release an animated show, and then save your like big hitter for for Friday. Yeah, they have like just enough content to be like to bridge gaps between shows. So like as Wandavision ends, Falcon picks up. And then as Falcon ends, it should have been this and then not overlapping with Loki. Like it would have been just enough to keep people paying their subscriptions. Like if if you released all of this up front, it's not like anyone's going to binge it in one weekend and then be like, all right, not enough time before or there's enough time for before Loki where I can get off the plan and then get back on it later. It's like they, everyone would just keep it. I mean, they, they, they really should space them out, though, because I feel like like I don't know how they're doing the ratings system anymore right because i feel like with the traditional rating system like looking at nielsen numbers and all that i know they like it's coveted to see to say like oh on release date i had x amount of viewers yeah i wonder if they treat the same thing for uh for streaming shows because obviously it's not cookie cutter like oh it's released friday you're watching it friday more often than not we're not like yeah it's we're not in 2020 anymore where we were deprived for new content it seems like the floodgates have really opened and i don't know it's tough to be the one who monitors what like how fast you allow the drip to be is it just a drip or is it like the entire flow at once right because if it like it doesn't really matter to the consumer i think ultimately but like it it should to the uh the person really or the organization releasing these because you definitely want eyes on everything that you're doing it's a difficult chess game for them to play because they also have to account for when hbo and warner release something uh that might 
draw some eyes away as, as well. They're not stepping on anybody's toes anymore, though, I feel like, because or they're not really conscious of it anymore, because I feel like when it comes to like movies and all that, they definitely do take that into account. Because like if a movie comes out, like a Marvel movie comes out the first of May, then it'll be another two or three weeks before DC drops theirs. Yeah, it's like they have a like a handshake agreement to be like, all right, this one's yours. We'll, we'll appear in a couple weeks here. Yeah, and I know they kind of like fight tooth and nail to get date reservations which is why sometimes you end up with like really rushed movies because the studio is already like oh well we reserved this date already but i mean there's a lot more flexibility with streaming and i wonder if they just don't view the competition quite as stiff as they do with uh with the box office stuff um but yeah i i agree they they probably should kind of modify their releases a little bit but more content i'm not really complaining all that much no i'm not gonna be mad at it either but let's uh let's keep this one short. I'm excited to go watch it and maybe a few other Star Wars movies as well today. So hopefully everyone out there has a happy May the 4th. I hope you guys have a nice warm cup of blue milk, of course, with some alcohol in warm. it. Isn't that how it's it's done? There's always well, steam coming that, out of it. Well, that's how yeah, Luke has it in Last Jedi, straight from the source. Some blue milk and cookies, you know, the best. Ooh, yeah, I could go for some uh, blue cookies. <laughs> some spiked blue milk and cookies. Yeah, Sound that sounds good pretty good. good. <laughs> All right, well. Thanks for listening.